In this episode, my wonderful and lovely life partner, Zach, and I share with you stories and experiences that we've had with Tantra, with other people, and some juicy stories that didn't go so well in the moment, but we learned a lot from them, and we share with you what we've learned. Enjoy. What were you saying? I'm eating a cookie. (laughs) We're having lunch. Yes, we're having lunch and chatting about things. What were we chatting about? I don't even know what to call it. Um, Guys. Yeah, mostly guys who complain and they don't want to give anything. They Mm -hmm. just want it to be about them, but then it backfires and then they get nothing. Yep. Yeah, and then and then they get into this vicious cycle and this pattern where they are constantly feeling like women don't like them, they're not good enough, you know, women are mean and right. bitches. Like, there's always something wrong. There's always something in the way. But what's really the problem is the way that they're thinking. Because That's men, exactly men have a lot to offer women. They have a lot to offer, but they're just not using their skills to like actually help someone in their life. When you help someone in their life and you genuinely do it with your heart and you're there with them, like they will appreciate you beyond anything, like beyond words because yep. you know, you don't have to be a guy with a ton of like a really deep pocket and a bunch of money. You know, although that's great, but that's that still well, that doesn't helps. that still doesn't solve the problem of of him feeling um, good about himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. He's not using his godly power for good. He's using his godly power for evil, for selfish reasons. You are the only man in my life. I've experienced connecting with a lot of men based off of my career and being a sex worker. I've met thousands and thousands of men. And you are the only one that has actually stepped up and helped me. Not just given me money. Like, you you never did that. Um, which is good. I'm not saying that's not that's actually a good thing. But um, you actually showed up in service to me and asked me what I needed. What do I need help in? What do I need support in? And I needed a lot of emotional support. I needed a lot of encouragement and... Um, support just overall support in my life I needed someone to really push me to go do the things that I wanted to do and tell me that it's okay for me to do that there's nothing wrong I'm not a bad person because I want to do these things I needed a man in my life to support me in that you want to explore yourself yeah I wanted to explore myself in my body you know I, I worked at the strip club you supported me in that I worked as an escort you supported me in that Yeah, That is a huge deal because, you know, how many men out there in the world would actually support their partner in doing that? Like, I Um, don't know very many. A man who, I'm not going to even say what, it's just whatever. Zip, nope, not going there. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to go there right now. But I think, but I see, I'm, I'm just the crazy mofo who... Like, I like porn, I like sex, I like love. I'm a love addict, you know? 
and I like it. And I don't like when I don't like it. So whenever I don't like it, I try to get over not liking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if that means, um, well, especially when that means you being sexual with other men. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would I be hanging out with a bunch of strippers? A bunch of hippie, you know, spiritual medicine, plant medicine taken strippers. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I met you in, in the right environment as well, which helped because there's no way I would have met you at a bar. You know, I was, I was at a specific place. Yeah. where those kind of specific people would be. And that's a huge component of how we met. So for a long time, you felt that way that a lot of women are still going through. You still go through it. You know, men still try to treat you that way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, they try to treat me as though, um, you know, they can do as little as possible and then I can, you know, give them everything. It's like... Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's the one thing that I find most annoying about sex work escorting is, you know, guys just believe that they can, you know, give you a little bit and you're all set. You can give them your whole body, your whole this, like yeah. everything, you yeah. know, I've, I've been an escort in a way where I've worked on my ability to communicate and have boundaries in a way where I won't give them anything unless I get what I want. Um, that takes practice though, because at first I was too shy to even talk about things like that with my clients. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of women feel that way right now. Yeah. They're being like treated like a friggin' 25 cent bubblegum machine treat like prize. And you know what? I, the, the guidance and, and the advice that I would give women that still feel that way is, is just. Try it. Just try using your voice and saying no, you know, in a way where you're not rejecting him, but you're just saying, no, I will, but this is what I want. You know, I'm not opposed to doing that with you. I'm open to it, but I need this. And if he's an asshole, then you just walk away. You know, you just leave the Can you give us a story? Leave the scene. (laughs) Can you give us an example? Um... What's the story of you doing that? Well, I was with a client once and I went, you know, he, I told him my prices before. I told him what my donations are for my time. And he got this really nice hotel in, you know, Del Mar, like by the beach, you know, Southern California. I was like, okay, so he's going to take me out to eat, you know, like he's going to pay me. I made a mistake by not getting the money from him when I first saw him. I just assumed like. He's a, he's a returning client. Like, he was good last time. And so. this is also relevant to women who are dating, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to be a sex worker to relate to this. No. Guys pay for the dates all the time. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Of course, because a lot of women... I mean, most women would not go on a date with the man if he wasn't paying for it. That's just... I mean, if they knew, like, he, I'm going to have to... If a woman knew she was going to have to pay for everything on the date, I don't think she would go. I don't think that's a turn on, no. No. <laughs> so, yes. Anyways, I get down there. We we go out to eat. You know, everything's great. But then, like, towards the end of the night, we go back to his room. And, you know, we want to... He wants to explore and do all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, the donation. You know, I need that. 
for our time today. And I, I tell him what it is, and he looks at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, we just spent like six hours together, honey. <laughs> like, you did it for free, basically? Yeah, basically. And, and then yeah. so in order to cool this, the situation down, so like he wasn't freaking out or anything. He just was startled that I said that price. Like, right. you know, I said it's 4000 and that's a discount because we just spent six hours together. So <laughs> it's 4000 and. He thought it was he thought it was only the price of like a, a one hour session with me, and I'm like that, which was like oh, cause si- like six hundred dollars. Because your connection was special. That's what he thought. He thought it was something special to where like yeah, oh, we're we're in love now. Right. Yeah, that's what he thought. Yeah, he yeah he thought there was, but I also, I just said okay, you know what? I was like, pay me the six hundred dollars, but I'm gonna leave. That's yeah. what I said. I gotta go. Like I'm not gonna yeah. sit here. Yeah for the rest of my night and spend the night with you or whatever great and how did that feel it was awkward but he paid me right there 600 and i left and i just went home i was pissed off for a little bit but i'm like but that was a transformational experience for you because you never you've never stormed out on someone before right no so that was the first and the way that i storm out isn't it's actually pretty nice like i said bye to him gave him a hug i'm like have a good night Great. I wasn't like, you're a freaking asshole, fuck you, you know? Right. I wasn't, like, I know that in a situation like that, um, it can be easy to just get really pissed off and yell, but I've never been the kind of person to yell at people. I mean, it would take me a lot to yell and scream at someone like that. I don't think you ever would. Not like that, no. no. I mean, people have done some really crazy things, and I still give them a hug, and I say, have a good night. <laughs> like, the the, yeah. the client that I had that helped me get this house, he totally bailed on me. Yeah, he and basically I still, wrecked Last life. time I saw him, I gave him a hug. Yeah. He was even he was even like, no, I don't think I should, you know, hug. I just don't feel right. I was like, come on, like, I'll just give you a hug. He didn't even feel okay to give me a hug, and he's yeah. the one that screwed me over. Yeah, like, he shouldn't feel okay to give you a hug. <laughs> I gave him a hug, yeah. but that's just the way I am. And do I appreciate what he did? No, I'm pissed off at what he did, but I still gave him a hug because mm. whatever. You know, that's just the way I am. I don't know. Anyways. Right. So, so you so. found, what is, <laughs> you, you used to feel that way, but then you found something that you can do. You changed the, the pattern to have it that night with that guy instead of just doing it and feeling bad about it yeah instead of being like oh you know okay i'll just you know i'll I'll spend the rest of like these two hours with you and give you everything that you want and feel right. really pissed off and resentful because i didn't get what i wanted mm-hmm. no because although i was a little pissed off because i didn't get paid what i was supposed to get paid it felt good after because i left you know i didn't give that person any more of my time good yeah yeah and and then he was sitting there alone in his hotel room that he was supposed to, he got just for us you know so haha ha to you you know now you're sitting alone in your hotel room you were supposed to hang out with me and and give me what i wanted but now you're alone and you don't get it you you got to go out to eat with me and that was it yeah and i'm sure girls go through this all the time <laughs> with men just all, in general yep yeah, where men, I, I've noticed that too, like, there's like two extremes. One of them is treating them like a 25 cent bubblegum machine prize, 
The other extreme is like, we're in love now and we're gonna have kids and get married after the first hour and 45 minutes of being together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little crazy. They're both pretty nuts. <laughs> They're both nuts. What yeah. I, I came to the realization about this guy, this is what I felt. So the client I just shared with you about, he got the hotel room and stuff and then he didn't pay me what I wanted for my time. Um, I realized that he, he's a man with a lot of money, right? He lives in like Southern California by the ocean. Um, he has plenty of money. However, he has a wound with women just wanting him for his money. So basically, he was trying trying to comfort that wound inside of himself so he didn't have to feel like I just wanted him for his money. Like that's that's what I felt when I was with him after he didn't pay me what I wanted. I was like, oh, this is, I think that's what's actually going on in his head. I think he's a saboteur. Yeah. Because... <laughs> If that's what your sore spot is, why in the world would you pay for a date? See, like yeah, off a website. Right. He was trying to use someone that says, you have to pay me for my time to to do some little game with. When it's like, no, go go out into the world and, and do that with someone who who doesn't yet, you know, have you pay for their time. I think that would you would have more luck with that. I mean, with someone like me, who's an escort, who says, yes, you have to pay me X amount of dollars to be with me. Like, why are you, why are you playing that game with me? You know, like, go find a woman that you, you're really going to be in a relationship with and, and, you know, spend your time with her. She'll probably be happy to have you take her out to dinner and, you know, pamper her or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's half the point of Legendary Lady, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's half the half the thing. So here's it's an obstacle course for men, you know, really. What you what I see is what you girls are creating is you're creating like an amoeba. You're creating this like egg with this like planetary gravitational pull of a thing that's just gonna have all these guys just like vying. Is that a word? Vying to get to you? I've never heard of that word. Oh no. <laughs> You can grammar check me on that, but they're going to really want in to how cool it is there. And because you guys have that control, now you have control. Well, and we're powerful. You, you yeah. can train men on how to behave because <laughs> men haven't been properly educated, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the more women that join together and, and powwow and, and have a, have the same mindset and, and are on a similar mission... Like, that is the most powerful thing on planet Earth, I think. Like, one of the most powerful things is, is women, when women come together and they actually, like, are working on something. I think it's powerful when men come together and do the same thing, too. And, yep. are, are, and are actually, actually yeah, doing are... something that is, is helping the world, not, not just right. kind of feeding this BS that's going on the men aren't coming together unless it involves women either directly or indirectly you know what they do in the army they basically put it into your head like if you don't go be a soldier and defend your country your wife's gonna die and so are your kids do you want that to happen do you want someone to come take your wife and kids away it's about the woman you know it's about the family mm -hmm. um the men's groups are about women most of them are their wife is like you better go to this or i'm gonna divorce you basically like if you don't snap out of it bud 
Um, right. I don't see too many single men things unless they're going out and trying to find girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the girls have, I mean, the women have a lot of power because when women are strong in their sense of self and their voice, but they're also, they still maintain their, their feminine nature. Um, that's really, really, really powerful. And, and you can, you can have everything you want in life if you, if you just embrace those inherent qualities about yourself you can get a lot. I've used it to make thousands and, you know, I've used it to make millions of dollars. Like I, I have a million dollar home right now. I've made so much money with doing, by doing that. By doing what? By being able to receive, which is feminine, like being embodied in my femininity, whatever you want to call it. Just being a woman, like a woman, women are really, really naturally good at receiving. So the more that you embrace that natural quality of receiving that you were born with, the better. And when you have, alongside that, when you have really good boundaries and you know yourself really well, you know where you're going, you know what your goals and your visions are, like that is very, very powerful. And that's what will make you lots and lots of money in life. It'll bring you lots and lots of success. You will have lots of friends. You would have lots of people in your life that always want to be around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've proved that to myself that it really works. You know, people really want that. They're willing to, you know, give you everything you want. For, for that. For what? For to, to experience that um, in their life, to have you in their life. Like, because those qualities that you hold are so valuable. Because nobody wants to be around an angry woman. Like, that is, I mean, nobody wants to be around an angry man. Nobody wants to be around an angry woman. An angry, bitchy, mean, resentful, bitter woman. You know, that. those are the kind of women that end up being homeless on the street, yelling yep. at people. And, yep. like, they're wearing rags and they're pushing around a shopping cart. It actually happened to us the other day. <laughs> we were talking about it. Yeah, I was taking a picture of you on the beach and she didn't like that very much. Mm-mm. There was this older homeless woman, and we were by the beach, and I gave my phone to you, my partner, to take a picture of me. And I like sexy pictures. I like when you take pictures of my butt and, you know, like my figure. And I think you were just facing away from I was fa- I was just, it wasn't like some crazy pornographic picture. It was simply just turned around, and I wanted you to get a picture of the back of me. Mm-hmm. And so this homeless woman sitting over there, way over there, like was screaming at the top of her lungs, like this, uh, that is, um, objectifying yeah. and you know, he's going to post that all over the internet. He's going to send it to all of his friends. And like, I wasn't paying, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't even look at her. Like I was just ignoring her. Yeah. And then as soon as you got done taking the picture, you like, <laughs> you like smacked my butt and like, we just like. Right. We just trotted along. <laughs> yeah. I if, I, was... if I knew it was some homeless person, I probably wouldn't have spanked her. I thought it was some mom like mm. with her kids because that would have drove one into me. I would have been like... Mm, yeah. You know, but 
it's no. sad because she's someone who can't receive. Yeah, I mean, that the reason, and then we got into the conversation about the reason why this woman most likely, like 90% likely is homeless is because she does not want to receive. She is not connected to herself as a woman, so she never got the things that she wanted in her life. Like, she is lost. She she probably had so many experiences where she was felt taken advantage of by men. She didn't have boundaries. She got so she built up so much resentment towards men that she she, you know, her life, you know, is is not what she wants it to be and now she's on the streets screaming at people really angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it goes if you don't learn how to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like me, I have a little story, you know. I I kind of, you know, went that way for a little bit. Like, I was having a hard time being who I was, and I was working up in Hollywood. But I wasn't happy, and I was giving my energy to people I didn't want to, just, mm-hmm. just for money. And that was really making me nuts. <clears throat> and I would just get more and more angry to the point where I quit my job, and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the street. Because it's better than this. It's different, though. When a man is on the street, I think it's a little different. But it wouldn't you say that it's a little different? I mean, not really. Because if, if I kept going that way and I, I didn't figure it out, I could have ended up that nuts person like your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Remember one of your ex-boyfriends? He was like a hippie guy who would like wear shirts oh, on his feet. Yeah. And he was all stinky with his dreads. Pushing around a shopping cart. Well, he wasn't, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't. But he was a yoga master. Committed to the, yeah, he was kind of pushing around a shopping cart. Yeah, he was kind of. Because he was yeah. all, because he was all fuck the man. He, he was all fuck the man. And I, I was the true. same way. I was all fuck you. I'm not doing it. Which is, which is true because you're right. It's like, it is pretty much the same thing as, as the woman. It's pretty close. It's both, it's both the inability to receive, to receive. Mine also was the inability to give. And give, yeah. Because I had a problem with admitting that I love women, mm-hmm. first of all. And then I had a problem with admitting to her that I want to love her. That's true. You know, that's true. That brings up a good point. I think for men, for you, when you were homeless, I think it, it had more to do with your inability to give. Yeah, I did. And then for women that are on the street homeless, it has more about their inability to receive. Yeah. That's why stuff shoots out of men's penises. I, I truly think. Some of mine disagree, but there's a clear, like, channel. And it's coming out of the guy and going into the girl. Yeah. You know? Although they, they do say that, I've heard Tantra people say, you, you Tantra people can chime in on this, that the woman's heart goes into the man's heart. I mean, maybe. Mm. I, I don't know. I feel like I felt myself be also the giver emotionally too, though. So I don't know. Yeah, I've also heard through Tantra that, you know, a man, you know, a man's heart is... The yoni. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he receives... In the way a woman receives with her vagina, a man receives through his heart. Maybe. 
That's what I've heard too. But you never know with Tantra because it's just so freaking, it can be so confusing. I think someone made that up, to be honest. <laughs> Most things in Tantra are made up. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but a lot of it's made up. Well, yeah, because there's, it's so... It's amb- very mystical it's and ambiguous. magic and, yeah. you know, up in the air. You don't really know. I mean, you, you basically just believe what you want to believe. And I mean, then, that's life, though. Yeah. Yeah, we're just making it up, man. Right. But some meaning, some meaning that you create feels good and it makes people feel happy. And then some meaning you create feels bad and it makes people kill each other. So... Right. You know? We're trying to find the meaning that feels the best. Right. I would say a lot of philosophy with Tantra makes people feel better. It makes people feel more connected to each other and and better about themselves sexually. So that's great. I think that's good. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it also creates a lot of shadow. There's a lot of shadow in it, too, because... A lot of the times people can get so hyped up on like, oh, I'm a Tantra master now. And then they forget that they still are human and they have like lots of things that they still have to work on. Right. You're not like some god. You're not perfect. Well, and that's okay. you got to embrace that. And well, that's okay to not be what's perfect. Your advice, not what's be. your advice to women who would consider going to do Tantra to learn about how to create the ideal relationships with men? Well, I would use Tantra. If you're going to go explore in the world of Tantra, I would really, really use those workshops and classes to practice using your voice and communicating, practice with your boundaries. Use that as like training. You're training, you're, you're in boot camp, and you're, you're learning there in a safe place, you know, as long as you go to the right school, safe place. Yeah. Um, to practice those things so that when you do go out into the world, you feel more confident about it. Well, what would be a school that you would consider safe? I mean, I would look for schools that are probably ran by women, oh. not by men. men. Yeah, probably not. I would, I would be careful. not saying that men are bad. There's anything wrong with them. They're pretty sneaky. They can be sneaky and, <laughs> you know... Unfortunately, in our society, men, you know, have been put into a cave and said, you know, no, you can't get what you want sexually, shut up, you know, and so men are really starving of that. So sometimes men will start a Tantra school, not necessarily because they care about other people and them learning. It's be, it's more of a selfish reason. They want to do it because they want to have more sex. They want to be around more pretty women. And you can feel that when you're there. Well, I want to have more sex and be around more pretty women. That's great. As long as you are, like, open and honest about that. But the problem with a lot of Tantra schools that are ran by men is they don't say that. But then what happens is... Because then you can't be in consent to it. Right. That's the problem. Then what happens is women come to the school to learn about it, and they end up getting raped and touched in ways they don't want to be touched. Right. non-consensually by the teachers I've had an experience um directly that happened to me at a tantra school that is like that so well you got thrown on the bed by one of the teachers and I didn't ask for that he didn't ask me he just threw me on the bed you know and it's like wait a second I thought this was supposed to be about communicating about learning about yourself sexually not having the instructor he he actually I was 
sleeping in my car to be at that training. I was so dedicated to be there. And he very nicely at the time offered, hey, you know, I am, I have, I'm renting out this house over here right next to the, to the um, school. And there's an extra bedroom. And I was like, oh, he's being nice. You know, okay. Yeah, I would like nice. to sleep in a bed tonight. That would be nice. My back hurts. Right. But little did I know, as soon as I got in the house and I said goodnight to him and gave him a hug, he lifted my legs up around him, carried me over to bed, yeah. threw me on the bed, laid on top of me, and started kissing well, me. Well, that's rape, by the way. Yes. That's rape, so. Okay, so that is not the first time that has happened with that man. There's lots yeah. of other women that got really pissed off at the things um, that he's done. That's just stupid, though. It what, is. What, those what they did was just, that's just stupid. It's really dumb. That's like, you're playing the short game, man. Your school is not going to last. <laughs> right. In order, like, I have a new a new rule, too. Can I tell them my new rule? You want to say something? What is it? Yeah, I just want to wrap up that last story because what I did, I'm sure you might be curious as to what I did in response to the, the, right. that instructor doing that. What did you do? Was I actually, one of the other students in the class was, was going to be... Um, was going to be uh, taught or educated by him on how to give a session to a woman. So that student asked me if I wanted to be the woman to receive by him. But this was after he threw me on the bed and everything. So I'm like pissed off. I'm like, I don't think I really, I told him, I told the student what happened. He's like, oh my God, that's, that's like, you don't have to do this. I got it. And then um, I was like, no, I'll do it. And I was like, but before we start the session, I'm going to tell him what I feel and that I'm not okay with what he did. And I'm going to say it in front of you while you're sitting there. So I did. And it was hard for me. I was like shaking and sweating telling him, but his face turned bright red. He was so embarrassed because at the beginning of each session, each session, you got to say like, you know, how are you feeling? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Any wants, needs, desires or whatever. And I'm like, yes, I don't appreciate what you did the other day when you threw me on the bed and you didn't ask me. Right. And he's like, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I guess, you know, that was it. And I did the session, and the session was fine. It was great because the student was there, you know? So he's not going to pull anything when another guy is there watching, you know? He's just not going to do that. So who knows what would have happened if I was alone with him again? I have no idea, you know? I don't know um, how that situation would have played out. I'm glad you didn't. I wouldn't have done it alone, but I'm smart enough. I'm not going to go into the bedroom alone with this guy again after he just did what he did. Right. Yeah. So that's how I handled it. And no, I didn't go on the internet and write a bunch of articles about him saying he's a rapist. I confronted him directly in person to his face in front of another person. So I think that is the best way to handle a situation like that is to confront him and you know stand up for yourself i didn't go for you i felt good about it i felt good that i spoke up even though i was afraid to do it i was shaking i was sweating and shaking and i was really nervous to bring it up but i did and it felt really good that i did it and the session was really intense i was like I was in, I was like, I felt like I was transported to another dimension. Like the, the session was wild and it was beautiful at the same time too, because I, I, I looked past what he did and I saw like, you know, 
this is he's a human and he was really in the session he was very present there with me and he was very good in the session good yeah so i can appreciate him for that i don't appreciate him for the other thing that he did and he knows that so that feels good for me however i know a lot of other women that got um you know touched and uh, felt hurt by him in other ways. There's a, there's a handful of other women that were in the school that had bad experiences with him would probably say otherwise. They probably wouldn't handle the situation like that, and they actually didn't. There's lots of articles online written about him and the school, and the school had to go to court. It's a, it was a whole thing. But, you know, that's also good, too, because, you know, just because I confronted him doesn't mean he's going to stop, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I have girls that are not happy with me. Yeah. Who I'm sure would love to write articles. Mm-hmm. You know, over what I would consider a miscommunication. I didn't throw them on the goddamn bed. Um, But right. there are definitely some miscommunications. And maybe that's what was going on in his head. I don't know. You know, maybe he thought you were into it. Maybe. Know. But I, w- I was. I was into the whole experience of like embodying my sexuality and myself but I I wasn't I wasn't giving him I wasn't like touching him and being overly you know um I wasn't like you weren't sending him signals I wasn't sending him signals that I wanted to you know even if I was though here's the here's the thing is even if I was he is a teacher. He should not and know better not to be doing that with any of the students. That is that's just right. not a good idea that's not ever. A good idea. Nope. And that's my rule too. Hell no. I just it's don't so think stupid. he was educated on, on the repercussions like the what could what could actually really go wrong when teachers are sexual with their students. Here's the thing with that. If I wouldn't buy a house with her or like trust her with some serious like thing, I wouldn't have sex with her. Right. You know, I, that's my rule. And you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much the female student is flirting with her teacher. The teacher should be strong enough to know like, no, have a boundary and say no. Like that is going to potentially ruin my career. Ruin your career. It might even ruin your life. You might end up in prison. You might, yeah. Yeah. So you could have been some other girl. Because that happened yeah. to me. Like I said, I didn't even throw anyone on the bed. I was literally giving someone a massage, and they didn't like one spot that I touched them on their chest. It wasn't their boob. It was like the middle of their chest, and she got offended by that. Right. And started telling people that I'm some molester crazy guy. Yeah, that's just that's just over. That's just overboard. It's pretty overboard, but oh. it happens. Another girl, too, actually said yes to me. She's like, yes, I want to have sex. Then we had sex. Then she changed her mind after the fact and went and told everyone that I'm crazy. I'm a predator. Yeah, that's just insanity. That is just people that are are out to to make men bad. I mean, that's what I see. They, they, they have a problem with men already, and then they're, they're just creating more experiences so that they can continue to blame men for things. I mean, that's just wrong. I mean, because I don't do that. I didn't even do that to the teacher. And he did, he threw me on the bed, you know, like this. And he's a teacher. So it's like. Yeah, it's pretty sensitive. Yeah. On both sides. It's it's sensitive on both sides. This is a problem right now. 
Yeah, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And what I would recommend for a lot of women too that have and are holding on to pain from past experiences with men is to really look at those experiences and what really hurt you in that situation and how could you as a woman take responsibility for the part that you played in that experience happening the way it did. You know, what was your role in that? And also recognizing that it's not her fault, too. Yeah, it's like not nobody, your fault. Nobody it's, it's educated fault. you on this. Nobody, you have nothing to go by. Right. So. It's, it's, neither, it's neither person's fault. But to, to look at yourself and say, like, hey, here's where I can take responsibility for the ways that I maybe didn't communicate with him properly about what I wanted, about my tender spots things that really are, are uncomfortable for me, just to make sure he doesn't accidentally do that and then it triggers something in me. Yeah. And then I go around saying that he is the rapist when he's not. Well, that's just becoming becoming more aware. You know, we're just becoming more conscious of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I have a bad experience with someone, I always look at what I... I always look at first what I did that I could have done better. Is there something that I didn't say? Did I miscommunicate something? Did I behave in a certain way that made them think something that wasn't true? And then I look at, okay, what did he not do, you know, or she? Did did they not tell me the truth? Did they not say something that they wanted and they just expected it? Um, I look at the whole situation. And I don't just blame one person i don't blame that person for being the monster i look at both sides of the story and how that created the how that created the uncomfortable situation that i got into with them Did you enjoy this episode? Well, if you did, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at legendary.lady. Stay tuned for more.